this episode of Pongers. My name is Ryan. And my name is Anthony. And Anthony, welcome to Iowa, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually meeting my co-host in person for the first We're recording time. live from Iowa. Well, not live, but you know, in person. And uh, we couldn't be excited, more excited to be bringing you yet another episode this week. Um, so thank you for joining me here in Iowa. And thank all of you guys for joining us here online. Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely has a different energy, you know. Actually, being in person, looking yeah. at my co-host, like you can see how much I grin like an idiot while we're yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Hopefully, you won't think less of me for having a, a more stoic, inlaid face. Hopefully, that's that okay. Won't be a, a judge point. No, not a judge point. More of just uh, I get to get I get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, Anthony, what have you been up to this past week? Yeah. So I've had a significantly quieter week. Over the past week, um, I finished the Outer Wilds DLC that I talked about a, a bit last time. It was pretty good. Um, in preparation for something that's coming up next week, or sorry, this month, um, I have been getting back into Final Fantasy XIV a decent amount. Like They have the, the big new story expansion dropping on the 19th of November that I'm going to be playing. I have a day of work blocked off with that so that I can hop on with all of my friends that play XIV and spend the weekend just playing that game together and doing as much as we can. So I've just been going in and trying to level up a few different classes up to the, the current level cap and completing a few side missions um, just to get me completely ready for everything that's going to be coming there. Um, that will probably be, once we get to mid-November, 14 might be all that I talk about for the rest of the year, so <laughs> hopefully um, people won't get too bored of that, or hopefully I'll have other things that I will be able to talk about come that month or uh come the the later part of november um yeah it's it was definitely a significantly quieter week since i was still just wrapping up everything that i talked about last week i'm still reading some ice shield 21 but i didn't make as much progress on that this week um yeah. yeah i didn't even do anything halloween flavored i wanted to watch get out that you know which i mentioned on the first week of the podcast but i right. just didn't quite have the time to sneak it in, uh, unfortunately. But yeah. Well, I'm sure now that you're in Iowa, you know you're gonna see a lot of spooky themed things, just because it is a college town. Yeah, I saw like a, a giant inflatable skeleton on top of somebody's house that definitely yep. had me in awe a little bit. And then you know, since Anthony's here in Iowa, we'll definitely be celebrating our, our mutual best friend, as always, Mark. You know, we're gonna bring him up in every podcast episode. <laughs> um. It's his birthday tomorrow, so that's actually why Anthony's yeah, here in the first place. Yeah, we're recording this on the on the thirtieth. That's why I'm in town is to, yeah. to celebrate my friend's birthday. Yeah, so you'll probably see a lot of that Halloween stuff throughout the throughout town as we go do fun things later to celebrate. But um, what else? What else have you been up to, my friend? I mean, that's literally it. Like, I, oh. I've, I've been playing okay. some fourteen. I I finished the Outer Wilds DLC. Read some Ice Shield twenty one. Mm -hmm. um, I unfortunately didn't do that much new over the past week. Um, but you know, that's, that's just sometimes how you go. I just yeah. preloaded my, my, uh, topic load last week when I talked about so many different things and this week just didn't have as much. A nice kind of relaxed week this week. Yeah. Hey, oh, one thing that. that we can talk about this week, um, that I forgot to bring up last week. I played the new Jackbox game, Jackbox Party Pack 8. I've also played um, Party Pack. I played it with you. Yeah. Yeah. We did <laughs> play it. Um, that was something I regretted not bringing up last week, but Jackbox 8, you know, for those who don't know anything about Jackbox, it's a really good party game that you can pop in and play with your friends. Um, requires a pretty minimal investment. You know, you only need to have like 
um, your friends to have like a computer or a phone to actually partake in the game and someone can just throw the game up on the screen and then it's a lot of games usually focused on trivia or making your other friends laugh or maybe doing some social deduction type stuff that you know we talked about a lot in episode one the callback yeah callback we got to have some continuity you know make sure that if you're just tuning into this episode that you go back and watch the first one um but it was a party pack that overall i really enjoyed i feel like they've gotten you know each pack is i think just getting better and better and they're getting more and more consistent at putting out games that are just you know really fun to play and really fun to check in on yeah um, the trivia one this time, I don't like it as much as trivia murder party, but it's still like a, a nice fun, yeah. uh, twist on, on trivia. I was um, actually going to comment fun. on that game. Like I, I feel like that's just a great example of how just insanely good Jackbox is. Like this is the eighth pack. And while sometimes they refurbish the old games and bring them back, they always have something new and it's yeah. just crazy how they can always come up with such an easy at home game to play. And like you said, the best part is you only need one copy of the game for your whole group of friends. Yeah. I mean, and it's not even just at home at this point. It's been a real big saving grace for me over the pandemic to be able to throw on. Uh, specifically, Jackbox 7 is what me and my friends have spent the most amount of time with, with the, the game in their talking points, where you have to use really generic descriptors to describe uh, specific pop culture things. So, like, you know, how do you describe Legoland with, like, you know, probably a selection of, like, probably the 100 most common words in the English language? Um you know, it's something that I think overall we've probably spent about 20 to 30 hours playing as a group together. Um, this pat, But Jackbox 8 has um, a trivia one. It has a social deduction game. It has a quiplash light game where you have to come up with um, funny responses to prompts given to you. Uh, what are th- It has a, tr- like a, a personal trivia focus game where it's like uh, you have to kind of be able to guess the answers that the group of friends that you're playing with gave to a specific question mm-hmm. like, oh, if you were, you know, maybe like four inches tall, where in the where in the room would you want to sleep? You know, a top of a bookshelf in someone's coat pocket, anything like that. You have to try to decipher, you know, what are the most popular responses from that. And then I'm forgetting the fifth game in Jackbox 8. I can't remember it at the moment. Was it Job Job? No, Job Job was the Quiplash Life one. Oh. Pole Mine was the one that I just talked yep. about. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to have to Google, look up Google one. Um, what it is. Jackbox Party Pack 8. Oh, yeah. They have the animated drawful. Um, oh, it's, it's animated? Like the, the new I didn't know that. new version of drawful where instead of drawing one picture, you have to draw two pictures and make it like an animated image type thing. I did not know that. I've, I've played drawful only a select few number of times, but um, I didn't know. I knew this one was coming back. I didn't know it was animated. Yeah, it is. It's, cool. it's a it's pretty fun you know always classic drawful in that you can't undo any of the drawings that you've done so you have to really just commit and try to be either as awful a drawer as you can or as good of a drawer as you can it's you know drawful is uh, a pretty classic jackbox game i'd say overall i'll definitely um, lean towards the side of awful yeah but uh yeah i've never been artistically gifted no i'm right there with you um, yeah, Jackbox is a lot of fun, and I, I like, I, like you said, I've been kind of playing. I played it with you. I played it with. I think as the only time I played it, actually. Yeah, but yeah, that that was the one thing that I can talk the like the the new thing that I can talk about this mm-hmm. week that I just unfortunately forgot to bring up last sure. week. Sure. Well, I played some Jackbox with some friends uh, last weekend, but I don't think we played eight. Um, okay. I don't think any of us had eight yet at, po- at that point. But we played like you know some of the, we played Trivia Murder Party, some of the classics. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I guess I personally haven't done a whole lot new either, like especially game wise. But um, watching a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, I keep mentioning how I'm gonna watch Squid Games, and regrettably, I've still yet to get any further into the show. But I have been uh, kind of closing the 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 series almost on some shows that have come out with new seasons. Yeah. Um, that first one as you, starring Penn Badgley, I believe is his name. That the season three came out, so I've been watching that. Um, I also started watching season two of Lock and Key, which is a an interesting show. Um, if for those of you guys who don't know anything about either of these shows, You is basically a show about this guy who I guess you could you would probably call a sociopath, like a yeah. psychopath, um, who gets himself into lots of trouble with the law and murders and whatnot, uh, while he's on this this search for like the one, like You. Like, you are the one. Like, that's who he's looking for. He's looking like for... Like a soulmate type person? Yeah, like, he's looking for the quote-unquote you. Like, who, you know, the the, the, the girl or, or guy that um, is his person. Um, and so, he's in, we're in season three. And I won't mention much about it because that would kind of give away some of the earlier seasons. But, yeah. And then... Well, is it more of an episodic show or is it an actual storyline constructed across all seasons? Um... For the purpose of spoiling what happens in season two, especially, it's definitely a storyline. Okay. Um, I mean, it's pretty like different things happen in each episode, but you need to know things that happened in previous ep- episodes to understand what's going on for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. So that's you, and then Lock and Key. Oh, these are both Netflix originals, by the way. Um, Lock and Key is a, is a story about these kids and their mom whose dad died. Um, they move into like his old family house, and there's these magical keys they find that unlock things not necessarily doors but things and i won't say more than that all right it's a very very interesting show um it almost like kind of feels like it's meant it's directed towards a younger audience but that being said i mean look at avatar the last airbender one of the best shows that's ever been created i love that show um you don't have to be a young kid to enjoy the show yeah i watched avatar for the first time all the way through when i was a junior in college so you know only three years ago at this point i i liked it a whole lot i wouldn't quite ascribe it masterpiece status i think i'm a, a tiny bit on the cooler side on it compared to everyone else but it's still a very good show that even you know you don't have to be within the term- target demographic in order to enjoy i would uh agree with that completely yeah i just i hype it up a lot more than i think i actually feel about it but it's still it's still just a really good show. yeah well constructed show i agree um yeah well i guess i guess that's all i've really been up to other than work and um, I got a side job bartending. That'll be nice. fun. Make some extra cash. Signing a maybe lease. Maybe hear some stories from Lonely Souls or something. Oh, like maybe that. I'll get some really good stories. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be fun. I have to start. Maybe that's another thing we could talk about is like, because I've bartended before for a while. And yeah. Maybe I'll have to go back and think about some of the stories. Some of the stories yeah, that there, are. There's no like, there's no like customer bartender confidentiality is there, right? That you have to like. No. Okay. I'm like a therapist, but they don't pay me, so I don't get to keep none of their secrets. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I can think of some stories, like some horror stories, but I don't think anybody wants to hear about those, I'll be honest. Just messes and whatnot. Um, maybe in a future episode. Yeah. Although, I guess, I, I, I will say, this is a perfect transition into our topic for the day. Um, uh, you know, 
when people are drinking, they kind of, they get sloshy, they get messy. And that's kind of where the stories, the horror stories I was talking about. But I come kind of hoping to hear more stories related a little bit more to specifically the topic we're going to be talking about today, which is drinking games. Yeah. Um, I'm I, not drinking right now, for the record. I'm going to try to keep a, a clear head since I'm the the unknowledgeable one when it comes to drinking games between the two of us. I feel like out of the two of us, I should probably could make the clearest head because I'm the one who's trying to promote the information. That being said, I have a drink. I'm probably just going to have the one for now, but I thought it'd be very in flavor for the day. Um, speaking of which. Oh, that's tasty. Okay. So I want to start with a disclaimer. As you know, we're talking about the consumption of alcohol. We want everyone to know that we, as the Pongers, don't condone underage drinking. We uh, want you to take care of yourselves and others. And please, last and foremost, please don't drink and drive. Yeah, um, I didn't actually start drinking until I was 21. I know a oh, lot wow. of other people said that, you know, they, they've done underage drinking, but I stayed true. I won't. First drink, sure. My first drink at 21. I mean, I won't say that I didn't have any alcohol before I was 21. I'll be honest. Uh, but uh, I won't necessarily go too deep into my endeavors prior to that age either. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Um, that being said, please, please, please take care of yourselves. We care about you guys a lot, and we want you guys to stay safe, obviously. So we say that not because we feel like we have to. We say it because we want to, because we want you guys to be taking care of yourselves. Well, why don't we, like, I, I don't know much about drinking games, but at the very least, we could start off with a very few tips as to, like, you know, like, really basic stuff to make sure that if you are going to do drinking games that you don't end up completely sloshed and, you know giving up all the stuff that you just drank or all the stuff that you just got into your stomach, right? That is a great idea. That is a great idea. Um, one tip that I always remember is eat, you know? Yeah. I, that's something I personally started doing, like, when I needed to end my hangover phase, like, badly. And I would just make sure I eat something, for, like, eat, like, a meal almost before I go to bed. I wake up feeling just fine. Yeah. Well, and also make sure that you're – there are, like, different foods that will be, like, from what I understand, like, better – to help to help you deal with it than not like right try to stay away from like more sugary stuff because i found that that can actually make things work worse if you're you know eating just like fistfuls of skittles and starburst and other you know like garbage sugar candy you'll definitely end up with a uh not exactly the the proper state that you know you should be in quote unquote when you're trying to reduce any effects from drinking you know mm -hmm. you want to get like especially anything bread based or protein based into your body will definitely help you out yeah that's a that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up um another thing like 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 pretzels i've always found like there have been times where i've like hung out with college friends and during while, while i was still in college well, while i was earlier in college i should say and um they uh they would people would always bring like buckets and bags of pretzels and be like and someone would be like quote unquote the pretzel bitch i guess <laughs> i'll probably have to bleep that out but uh can, I mean, can I say that? I don't know. I guess I don't know uh, our whole we're, audience we're, at this we're point. We're keeping the, the podcast PG-13, and that's something that you could say on like a, in a PG-13 movie or okay. on like a, a broadcast on TV for like for teenagers, so I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for allowing it. Um, if we need to revisit that later, we can. Yeah. But, uh, I, got a, I got a pretty good sensor sound that I could use to, okay. to spruce things up. I like but, it. You know, not, that's not just like the stereotypical the bleep. Like, beep sound. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, a lot of times that beep sound is more of like a, like a cut to a different part of the, you know, like, like, like the mark and they'll beep. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Right like now. if you're watching like a YouTube video or something, they'll do like the little b b beep and then it'll cut to like someone like 
okay, this episode is sponsored by insert sponsor here, and then they'll cut back. You know, I've never actually heard that. Oh, before. I'll have to I'll have to find an example for you because I I feel like what I'm talking about makes sense. Maybe it's because it's in my head. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to drinking. I mean, sorry, back to talking about drinking. Yeah. Um. Uh, if you and if you, I know you said you didn't want anything, but if you have, if you would like something, I'd be more than happy happy no, to provide I'll be, you. I'll be fine. As you are in my dwelling currently. Um. Any more tips that you have, Anthony, for those people that are going to be playing and drinking? I mean, n- number one is if you are going anywhere, designate a driver. Yep. Number two is, you know, have wa- look out for each other. Um, as soon as you start doing that, everyone's going to be much better off. Yep. Any other tips that you have? Um, as I already said, eat food. Drinking water helps a decent amount as well. Um, yeah. I know people say it's a super superstition, but I think drinking different types of alcohol is not a great idea. Don't like, don't go across the spectrum of drinking because that can be, uh, or the like the different types of spirits that can also negatively affect you pretty hard mm-hmm. uh, kind of like some preventative ideas as well as some if you do get little drunk or or alcoholed um what yeah. can you do to help after the fact yeah yeah all right well let's talk about games um so i've kind of organized this episode into like categories almost yeah. um so the first thing i'll talk about and i think you actually almost hit on it perfectly is what kind of al- what kind of drinks like should you have during a drinking game yeah you know i think the like the bulk of like the games you'll play right when you're at that age are going to involve like heavy drinking like shots like yeah. chugging stuff like that so i would gear towards like a beer or something lighter yeah if you're going to be also definitely depends on the drinking game that you're playing right like you know i haven't played that much but beer pong for example you know you're not gonna like you're, you're drinking specifically beer you know mm-hmm. something along those lines you know you're not just gonna pour vodka into red solo cups and then you know like down it there because that would probably kill somebody yeah um so you know it definitely also like depends on like the the one that you're doing so if we're just talking like the the general drinking game that isn't like specifically beer pong mm-hmm. um yeah, what would you recommend in terms of actually offering up a good idea for drinking stuff? Or is that what you would say? You would just go for a beer even if you're not doing beer pong? Well, I mean, yeah, I think beer pong is... And some people play it differently, and that's something I'll talk about too. Like, from my personal experience, when I've played that game, we don't put beer in the cups. We just have a drink with us that we have to hold on to in our yeah. hand. And we fill the cups with water because also the cups get gross, the balls get gross, and we don't want putting that in our body. We're already putting a lot of stuff in our body that yeah. evening. But, um, like, one of those games where you're just sipping, I mean, you could realistically have anything. If you're comfortable with what you're drinking, you've had it before, and you know kind of a familiarity you have, you know what your body can handle. Um, but, I mean, and also, a lot of people don't like beer. So people will go, go to that game and play with, like, liquor. I've been described by a number of different people, including my own girlfriend, to have a, quote, sorority girl taste in drinks. Um, basically if I can taste the alcohol, then it's definitely not my, my style of drink. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. I like it. Um, I feel like I've had that too, but as I've gotten older, I've just explored different beers and there's so many that are just yeah. so good. I mean, something that my roommate made for me recently was, uh, we heated up some apple cider and I believe he put in some whiskey in there. And that was like a, a really good combo to, you know, really just embrace the fall vibes going on right now i'm grinning like an idiot again that sounds first of all it sounds delicious it is second of all as a bartender or a previous bartender i guess 
and someone who just loves the idea and loves playing with mixology that I've, I've made stuff like that before and it's to die for you put yeah. like a cinnamon stick in it ah beautiful i don't i don't think we did that I, we don't have any cinnamon sticks on tap but i'll keep that in mind for next time yeah a little captain morgan little okay sorry i'm i'm getting derailed again <laughs> uh but anyway so basically i think the rule of thumb is to when deciding what drink you're gonna have with the game you should a know your body know what you can handle know what you like and b after understanding that what is think about the the role that drinking has in that game and if you have to chug something i would not recommend like straight liquor or even mixed drinks maybe i'd recommend something maybe a little bit lighter um like a seltzer a lot of people who don't like beer will like seltzers like yep. trulies and stuff like that those are the kind and, and the best thing is like if you have things that don't end up getting you you know far gone you can continue to play and that's the best part about drinking games is the camaraderie you have with your friends and just getting to play fun games yeah so why don't we, now that we've gone over, like, the basics mm. of, you know, like, establishing safety of, you know, like, here's what you do to make sure you don't get sick, and here's, like, how you know what to drink. Why don't you go over, like, a few basic drinking games for, for people to get into? Because the only, literally the only drinking guy game I've played is King's Cup, which has too many different rules that I don't think that could be explained over, like, a right. podcast scenario, since you have to describe... You know, thirteen different things since all the all the actions that you do in in King's Cup are based off of like cards that you draw from a deck of cards. Yep. Um, so definitely not an actual ideal thing to do over airwaves as opposed to actually having a deck of cards in front of you describing things. Absolutely, I think. Well, King's Cup is a great example. That's a classic game that I've learned, and actually, that will be a great way to transition into our first category of drinking games. I have, I think, five. Wow. The first category is college. What kinds of games are you going to learn in college? What kinds of games are you going to always continue to play as a result? And what games might you just happen to discover for the fun of it because you go to college? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, King's Cup is a card game. Um, generally, you put the cards on top of like a shot glass or in a beer, and the first one to pop the, the beer or top over the, gla the, car the stack of cards on the cup uh, must drink the drink that's in the middle of the, of the game. And then each value on the cards risk corresponds to a certain category in which one person loses and then drinks or yeah. takes a drink and if you're curious about what those do i would recommend looking that up since again us just naming out cards and what you do not gonna really help anyone learn how no. to play you might just want to look that up if it's, you're if you're curious especially considering that that game has not only a lot of different rules but a lot of different names and that's something yeah. i want to talk about a little bit later as well but just for sake of example when i learned king's cup i called it circle of death um, okay, that's actually a pretty good name. I've heard it called Ring of Fire, and I've also heard it called Waterfall. And, and, and Waterfall is a great example because the ace, and traditionally when I've played it, is a truth or dare kind of scenario. But in Waterfall, an ace means everyone starts drinking and nobody can stop drinking until the person before them has stopped. So if you're the last person, you're drinking until the second to last person is done drinking. And it's just, that's how you get gone. Yeah, that's how you get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not a fan of Waterfall personally, but uh, the other names are, are perfect. Um, and that's actually something I, a, a bullet I had here is that a lot of these games may be called different things. So we'll keep that in mind um, while we're talking about games. And then obviously if you guys think of any variants or any other names that some games are called, let us know. Put in the comments, email us, tweet us, however you like to communicate with us. Yeah. Um, so obviously we had mentioned Beer Pong, pretty common game, a goal to eliminate all the cups. I'm, I'm a pro at that game. I'm just going to put that out there. I've never played it, so I don't know quite yet how good I am. You should play it. It's a fun time. Um, some of the more like 
popular ones that are surfacing nowadays uh, are Beer Die. Um, like, essentially, it's a game that you use dice. Okay. And you throw them up in the air, and they have to land on the table or land in the cup. And basically, if they don't land on the table, the other people have to catch them. And there's kind of rules as to where the die can go and where it has to land. And based on those is when you have to drink and you have to build up a certain amount of points. Um, I think it's 21 as our most, like, games such as that. Um, sounds pretty fun. And beer darts, you've got a beer down. You're outside, preferably. You've got a beer down in front of you in the grass, and you're trying to poke someone else's beer with your darts. Oh, okay. And I believe – I've never actually played this, but I believe that if you – Nick someone's beer and it puts a hole in it, then they then shotgun it. Okay. I believe that's how that game what works. if you hit someone in that game? Um, you drink all the drinks. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's that's what I would come up with because that would be you being dumb. Yeah. Unless your feet are like in front of the beer. But I would I would have a wide stance in that scenario. Um, flip cup, another another classic. You're on a team of like five. Everyone has a cup in front of them with a little bit of beer. They drink the beer, flip the cup over. First... And then the next person goes after the first person has done it and first to get through all five wins the game. One of those fast, more fast-paced games. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, and then another, another classic is quarters. You take a shot glass and you bounce quarters into it and then you pass it along. If the person behind you catches up to you, you can stack them and then they must take a drink and the game continues. And then there's uh, probably my favorite drinking, like, drinking game I learned in college. Um, as I've stated before, I did marching band and uh for a long time and one of our things for like every marching band has something different personally for our marching band we have what's called the boom which is like the downbeat basically of when we start to march on um and there's a very fun drinking game called boom cup and here in iowa we took that very seriously and we really adapted it to ours and it's actually just an adaptation of quarters it's a it's you got a red cello cup and you bounce a ping pong ball in to you, the cup that's empty and then you pass it to your left. And then if if it's like kind of like knockout, if the person behind you catches up and gets it before you, they can, quote, boom you, stack their cup in yours, and then you must take a cup from the middle and drink. And okay. then there's no teams. There's no winning in that game. It's just a lot of drinking. Yeah. So did you ever march drunk in uh, no. marching band? No. I would no, absolutely not. Um, people have, I'm sure. But yeah, I... Absolutely. Unquestionably. <laughs> Um, I have not done that. I've never really... The only time I've ever even had drinks during anything marching band was maybe, like, one or two before, like, an event. Not even, like, a game, but, like, an event. Um, when we would travel sometimes, the, the 21-year-olds and up would go purchase alcohol and maybe have, like, celebratory things. But that's all I can really think of. Um, but, yeah, Boom's very fun. And then the, the only thing that happens in Boom is there's no winner, but there's a loser. And it's the last person to get Boom's because the last cup of beer instead of having a little bit is like full and they have to finish it basically so that's the loser of boom cup um there are a lot of other college games i'm sure i'm missing but those are kind of the bulk that i've come up with slash researched slash learned in my time in college can you think well, of any they're, they're common enough that at least a, a portion of those specifically like beer pong and quarters are you know ones that when i've watched movies about college would you know show up in there and unfortunately i don't know many college drinking games since my campus was a quote-unquote dry campus oh it's like saying it yeah saying yeah. yeah it's like officially a a dry campus but often wasn't so you know didn't have much of an opportunity to you know like go to parties and actually see drinking games where people would actually you know be drinking 
both like because right. of that policy and just because I'm not uh, like a whole lot of a party person. So I just, you know, wouldn't come across it a whole lot. Is a dry campus like there's no alcohol at all on campus? I'm pretty Otherwise, sure yeah. most colleges are, and I believe, and it does, I know it might shock you. I'm sure Iowa is also a dry campus. Like, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I... Other than maybe the football stadium, which actually just started selling alcohol this year. Um, but, like, you're not allowed to have it in the dorms. Like, if you're in an apartment, that's not on campus. Yeah. Like, if you're I mean, maybe in the there, vicinity. There are, like, several degrees of dry campus. You know, you mm. can have nothing is actually allowed on campus, even if you're 21. But there are a few different colleges where, like, depending on their conviction, it's like, even if you're... 21 and have a drink off campus you can get in trouble and or theoretically mm. even expelled from that so like well it's a it's a wide range right. of you know actually going in that but you know just as a result of my social style i didn't really end up going out and doing a whole lot of drinking games so i can't add any others since all that i've played personally has been king's cup and then i've only seen quarters and beer pong off of that sure um yeah there are there are a lot of I guess there's probably a lot more rules than I would realize, especially going to a campus where a lot of people will do a lot of drinking. Um, but and, I mean, that being said, like, even if we are a quote unquote dry campus, it's not going to stop people from, yeah, yeah it's Iowa. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the bulk of the, of the college drinking games. I'm sure there's some I'm missing. I bet you and Mark or whoever, other of our friends that listen to this, they'll be like, how did Ryan forget that one? Yeah. Um, but that's okay because we have a lot of other categories to talk about. Um, I'll throw in a bonus category real quick. We don't have to talk much about it, but it was something that I thought would be a good thing to bring up. Um, and that's like a, like a trendy drinking game. And that's kind of the kind of things that like all these new like border card games that are created for the purpose of drinking, like do uh, a drink, for okay. example, you know, okay. like one of those like games that is trendy and it's in right now because it was made for drinking. Um, and there's other ones too. I, I don't have many more listed here, but, um, do or drink is like the main one that I think of. Um, but yeah, like for the purposes of let's come up with a drinking game. Um, but yeah, so we don't have to talk much more about it. I just thought we would mention that the next category is a category that is very true and dear to me. And that is card and board games. Oh, uh, okay. I was wondering whether we can, is if, if I may ask it for a spoiler, is like any of the drinking games, like television or movie based where it's like you said definitions you know people will like talk about you know like lord of the rings drinking games where it's like take a drink every time legolas stares into the middle distance and you're, hope that you don't die by the end of the trilogy you're like two steps ahead of me okay, and, just, I, and, I, right, and i love sorry, it sorry for spoiling there. no just worries ask about it no worries uh that's totally fine the next category we'll talk more about that okay um but for now so card and board games you know um there's like different the, the, this isn't like as much the trendy where it's created for drinking but it's more so like um you're taking a game that almost exists kind of almost exists but you're still creating like a new game out of it yeah. you know like here's a great example you've played jenga yes i have yeah um there's a game called drunk jenga where you take a regular jenga set and you take a big box and you will um write like a task much like uh the tasks from uh circle of death or king's cup um, and you, someone will draw a tile or will have to like poke it out of the Jenga stack and, and then do whatever it says. Oh, okay, okay. And then they throw it away, put it in the box, it's out of there. And then obviously if you don't do the task, I think you have to drink a certain amount of times or, or you could just do it. 
Um, and then if you also knock the tower over, the game is over and then you finish your drink or something like that. There's probably a lot of different rules, but that is a perfect example of what I mean by like a drinking card or board game. Yeah. Um, I think a majority of these are like card games that people create because they're fun and they're fun to drink with. I mean, I really wonder if you could adapt or add in any drinking rules to like, you know, more traditional board games, you know, or something like a, uh, you know, like a ticket to ride or a betrayal, whether there are renditions where you could, you know, and obviously things that don't happen super often so you don't end up smashed like 10 minutes into the board game but you know like something frequent enough that you end up making poor decisions down the line once um, again my friend you're two steps ahead of me <laughs> not not a problem i'm um, enacting my future site today i hey you know what you nat 20 did nat 20 did um so another one that uh i've played a lot and this is a game that i've learned that is pretty universal if you know what the game is like there are a lot of people that don't know it but the people that you'll find that know this you're like you know how to play that game i love that game it's like one of those it's called president um it's also called asshole and i know this is pga 13 but this is another one of those points where like i guess we'll have to figure out if i can say that but if i can't you'll you'll understand you have already heard it bleeped but yeah um this game is awesome and it's essentially um, you have to build a one, two, three, or four of a kind in your hand. We deal, you deal all the cards to someone. Yeah. And then you decide who goes first just for that round. And you can put down either you can, when it's your turn, it goes like an order, kind of like BS, how you go in order from like ace oh, and yeah, so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like, it's not like a lying game. It's, um, you are trying to beat the hand before. So if you don't know anything about poker, that's okay. This is basically like poker, but light poker. Like you have to know what is better in terms of like what you can play, but it's not like you have to know all the poker hands. Yeah. Um, so basically um, you can play a single card. Like if I have one ace, I could play an ace. Or if I have two threes, I can play the threes together. Um, and basically anything that's a pair is better than a, a single card, yeah. because it's harder to get that. Yeah. Obviously a four of a kind means you have all four of that card in that deck, which means that's the best. And basically you're going to keep playing until you run out of cards. And it's hard because if you're left with all of like singles, like I have a single queen and a single two or a single five, you're screwed because everyone probably has been keeping their best hands for last. Yeah. Um, also, I will say there are cards that can let you clear the board. Like uh, that's what a two actually does. A two is a different role in that game. Um, and then after that first round, you you mark you remember the order of how everyone got out because at that point you now start assigning roles. I know the, the the look on your face is it's really exciting. Uh, so so this I was is... gonna ask where the drinking came in. So do you have to like drink when you fail to beat the person that came before you, or does it only start coming in once you've actually signed the rules? That is a great question. I will quick pause. The fact that we're doing this in person means I can just see the looks on your faces, and it makes this so much better. Um, but I digress. Great question. So there are. It's kind of like it's almost like Uno a little bit. There's a couple ways you can make other people drink. If, for example, you don't have a card that can beat the hand that's laid down, or you simply want... You can also just wait. You can skip your turn. You can skip your own turn. If, say, you want to, you don't want to use... like if Let's say the only cards you have left that can beat that are really good hands. You don't want to use them. Yeah. You can wait and just pass. Um, so if you either get... So if you pass because you can or because you want to or because you have to, um, you drink. If you get skipped, you drink. If at any point someone plays a card or multiple cards that has the same value as the previously played card, the next person is skipped. So say I play a two or a, a five, the next person plays two fives or just a single five, the next person is skipped. Got it. Um, so you drink that way. 
And then the main way you drink is after all the roles are assigned, the person who won or got out first the game the game before is now the president and basically has power over everybody and can essentially just tell them what to do in or out of game. Huh. Like, for example, um, a classic example is, let's say I'm the president and you skipped me. I could be like, you know what? Drink. I can just <laughs> tell you to do it. My family likes to do it very like, you got to get up out of your chair and do things for us because we're stubborn and petty like that. Um, I don't consider myself very petty, but that's maybe, maybe they'll disagree. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of that gameplay. And then obviously the person who is last with cards is the asshole and has to report to everybody else. And then it's interesting because the president can tell everybody. And then the next person commonly called the vice president can tell everyone below them and down. Exactly. And down and down. Yeah, exactly. But a very fun, like social kind of game. Um, but nonetheless, a card game. And then there's a bunch of other ones like you can. I'm trying, I, I was, I was actually, I was doing some research and I was struggling to come up with, I feel like I have a bunch of other examples. King's Cup is another card drinking game. Um, but I guess that was kind of the, the big one I really wanted to talk about. Um, there was, uh, there's a couple games I had never heard of that I want to bring up. Uh, what? Sorry, technical difficulties. There are some games that I had never heard of that I want to share. Let's see if I can find it. Um, where is it? It's in this list somewhere. Give me one second. I think, I think, Mushroom, here we go, another, uh, if you're a fan of Drunk Jenga or anything like that, you're going to like this one, um, basically, you place an empty glass in the middle of a table, where everyone can reach it and fill it with the drink of whatever you want to put in it, you lay out a deck of cards, um, when it's your turn, all you have to do is grab a card and place it on that glass, make sure someone, make sure, like, it's, like, the corners are hanging off, so it's not like a big glass, so you have to be able to, like, grab it, yeah, um, if you touch someone else's card while you're placing yours, you drink. Um, if your card falls off, you take two drinks. Oh, or... so you actually place it on the side, not on top of it. You place it on the glass. How, how would you touch? How would you be able to not touch somebody else's card then? You have to like almost drop it. So like, if there's a card on top of the glass, and it's my turn to put a card on there, and I like poke it by accident, the other cards that are on there, I have to drink. Okay. So I want to like place it, like almost like do a little drop. Got it. Okay, so not if you physically touch it. It's like, or it's, oh, not if you it's, touch it's, your it's own if, card. If you physically touch it, then you drink, but not if your card touches the other card. Correct. Okay. Correct. Sorry. Sorry. Poor, poor explanation on my part. Um, and then essentially, it's kind of like Jenga a little bit. Like if you knock a, a lot of the cards or a substantial amount of the cards, you you drink a lot or you finish your drink. And you, it's a nice little game that you can just continue to play. Um, so it's kind of like a mixture of a card and board game in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, oh, I almost forgot. There's one more that I really want to talk about. And I've seen this on TikTok. I've seen this everywhere. It's become a trend and I love it. This is my favorite thing that I see is create your own drinking game. I've seen people like cut out like a big like poster board and like use stickies or whatever and like colored markers, pencils or what have you and do like make their own like almost Monopoly style like go around the board kind oh, of game. Not Monopoly. It's not like Monopoly, but it's like it's another one of those games where like you land here, you got to do that. Oh, okay. And, okay. But like they make their own drinking game, and it's like it's literally like a home brewed physical board game. Yeah, home brewed. Yeah. yeah, huh? Because because yeah, beer. Drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that, but uh, but I just thought that was super cool. Like that's so inventive and creative. And if it's like a rainy day and you're trying to figure out what to do and you don't want to go anywhere and you've got your college friends or your adult friends that are also over the age of twenty one, you know, 
for it. Um, yeah, make a game. It's super fun. Um, I've never made one personally. I'm surprised I haven't, but um, a lot of people do that, and that's another great way to kind of explore games in this way because then, like, it's, there's no other game like it. Yeah, because you made it, like, exactly. you know, and it lets you just, like, whole steel crib from, you know, something like Monopoly or, you know, another board game of choice that almost certainly should not be Monopoly. Right. Um, but yeah, so that is actually kind of building your own game slash putting your own spin on things is a perfect segue into the next category. And that is what I call, and I think you almost exactly said it, renditions of classics. Yeah. Um, this would also include movies. Um, so like, for example, the last, I think, movie, last drinking game we created out of a movie I believe I watched. I was at my friend Danny's and we watched Clue. Oh, yeah, like the, the one with Tim Curry in it. Right? Yep, and it was like every time a flash of lightning or every time like something else happened, you know, you drink. And a lot of people do that with like TV shows, movies. There's probably a Shrek one. Um, what other popular ones can you think of? Well, I mean, I mentioned like the Lord of the Rings yep. drinking game. So it probably helps if, you know, it's a movie that you're already familiar with or a movie that you have like a good idea about. You know, like if I want to, for example, do like an anime-based drinking game and say, okay, every time there's a flashback, when we watch anime today, take a drink. And there are some shows that you would get absolutely thrashed by, <laughs> by then you're doing it. Because it's like, oh, because we don't trust the audience to remember anything, we're going to flash back four times in a single episode. And, you know, it's a 20-minute episode, and you've already had, like, four drinks. Um, and, you know, drink doesn't always mean you actually have to finish your drink. Right. You could just be, you know, drinking I, it in. But mm-hmm. even so, you know, you can, you can really down it a whole lot. I think more commonly a drink is like a sip. Yeah. But, but I see what you mean. Like... If you were to do like a, one of those waterfall style things where you keep drinking until the flashback is over, then you're screwed. Oh, yeah, you're done. Because there will be episodes that are literally just entirely flashback. And when you get to that point, you're done. That's the thing we'll have to call back to this episode when we start the, the my, uh, dive into anime. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's anime corruption, yeah. Uh, which is a episode we've talked about doing for a little while yeah, now. Not, so. not just an episode, like a, a mini-series. A, a little series. A podcast series. Um, one of those like bits that continues throughout a whole season of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so movie-based, creation TV-based games. Um, this will be a perfect thing for Hannah to come talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, our friend Hannah is very like into TV and movies, so um, that would have been perfect. Too bad she's not also in Iowa. Um, so there's that, um, kind of making games based off of movies. Um, and then there's just classic games that people drink to, like Uno. Every time you get skipped, every time you get reversed on, every time you have to draw four, draw, take four drinks, stuff like that. Um, lots I think of... that could kill somebody. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like getting, especially if you, if you do like the the Uno multiplier. It's like if someone plus fours you, you know, if you have another plus four in your hand, then the next person, you know, they could draw like plus eight or drink eight or you know whatever you say. Like that, that could get pretty serious pretty quickly. Especially considering that Uno can last one round of Uno can last like all day. Yeah. Um, especially, and you know, what's really funny. Um, there's this little thing called Uno, the movie. It's, uh, it's basically four guys playing Uno like all day because they, they like, it was on the Xbox or whatever. And they set like this point total. So every time they finished a round, they would build up points, which is actually how you're supposed to play the game. Yeah. And once, obviously the creators of this game didn't realize how long a round could last. Um, and once you get past that point threshold, you win and they set their point threshold, like not even that high, but high enough to where it would just continue. And even without that, one round can last forever. Especially if you play with the 7 and 0 rule. There's a rule of Uno where if you play a 0, 
all the hands swap to the, to the, the direction of the game is I going. I have never heard of that. And there's another rule where if you play a seven, you can swap with any hand you want. I've never heard of that and before either. They played with that the whole time, and they had to these long rounds just to get like 60 points out of like the 500 or whatever they needed. So it's like a three-hour YouTube video. Go look it up. I think it's made by Rooster Teeth, actually. Huh. Um, or more specifically, Achievement Hunter. I believe that's who that did it. But um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun. So uh, imagine drinking to that. That I mean, you would actually be dead by the end of that. Like, no matter what you're doing, three hours of, of drinking when, with a pretty fast-paced game like Uno. Yep. That that's de- that's liver destruction. Make I smart decisions. Pick, pick don't maybe don't play Uno drinking. Yeah. Probably not. Um, Probably a bad idea. Yeah. Um, another classic that I've seen a lot is like Mario Party. Like video games too. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, do Smash Bros. Like winner, either winner takes yeah. a drink or loser takes a drink out of a, out of a right. set. A lot of these games are like, a lot of these like renditions are like drink when this happens or, um, you know, you, you add it into the rules of the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mario Party and Uno are perfect examples. Like, when this, when you get screwed by this, do this. So, like, take this kind of drink. Some games will incorporate shots, and that gets even scarier. I think the Uno drinking rules that we created when I was much, when I was, like, four or five years younger uh, was, like, do a shot when, I don't remember what it was now. I have the rules somewhere in this house. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was a bad rule. <laughs> I regret, uh, admittedly. Um, another one that's really fun is drinking, drunk Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with any of these games, you have to make the winner drink because if you make the loser drink, then it just compounds too quickly. Yeah. You know, like, the loser drinks, well, then they get drunk, now they're bad. And then since they're bad, they're going to keep losing and keep losing and keep losing. Right. Well, like, I think... You, you gotta you gotta target that towards the winner. Make it like a blue shell type scenario or whatever. And that's actually why Drunk Mario Kart is a perfect game. Some people call it, and I think it's... It's a funny name because it we're actually, nobody's actually drinking and driving, but some people call it DUI Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny until you realize that, like, that does, like, people do get those and that, like, yeah. actually impacts people's lives. So, like I said, this is a great... a breathalyzer add-on for the Mario Kart game where we're, like, <laughs> check, check how you drunk you are. And if you are, then you're just locked out and not allowed to play Mario Kart. You hear that? You hear that, uh, Nintendo? You gotta... When you next Mario Kart game, you gotta put a breathalyzer so that they can play the game. Because we're not having any drunk driving <laughs> in this... In the... Inside of this household. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so like I said, please don't drink and drive, but as a joke, obviously some people call it DUI Mario Kart and to play this game, I guess some people probably just drink while they play. But the way we play this, that I've played it is you have two beers. So if you don't like beer, I apologize, but two beers. The reason we do beer is because doing this game with liquor is stupid. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be drinking a lot, don't have hard drink, hard drinks. Otherwise people are going to be, uh, incomprehensible. Or just sick and or dead pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, pretty quick. Uh, but this game involves everyone drinking the exact same amount, which is why it doesn't favor any winner or loser. Yeah. Um, you have until you have four races, like a regular Grand Prix. You can pick the races. You can do your settings however, but you have four races. You can only drink during the race. You cannot drink before or after that race has ended. You cannot drink between races. You have to drink during the race. And you can only drink while you're fully stopped. So your goal is to finish two beers and still win all the races. Oh. oh. And you can only drink while you're in the race stopped. Or Mark has thought of a loophole. And of course it's Mark. You guys know Mark probably some kind of. 
mark that of a loophole where if you fall off and there's that that little tiny cut scene yeah you or can if drink you're like hit by a shell or a banana or something like that you're stopped that you could theoretically drink. that you could drink because you're stopped yeah. and you're not driving yeah um so do with that what you may but nonetheless it's a very fun game but it's a game you can really only play once successfully yeah two if you're good enough um or just that good at taking your alcohol if you do this please don't actually go drive no, don't go do anything not. don't leave your house honestly yeah. Um, but nonetheless, another classic of like a rendition. Um, there are a lot of things like you could play, you could put drinking into any game really. Like, oh, yeah. I just got, I just bought Guess Who, one of those classic games from like the nineties that I love playing as a kid. Some find some way to drink with that game. I don't know. Maybe that'd be pretty hard, but I love that game. Oh, you a, can find out, you know, there's, there's a way like, to do you know, it. There, in any game where there are win conditions and lose conditions, you can add in a drinking rule. That's a like, good point. Um, yeah, but yeah. So if you guys, again, everyone's going to have their own rules or some people may have thought like really cool idea to incorporate drinking into this X game or whatever game you have at home. Um, let us know what those are. We want to hear those stories. We want to hear some of like the funny failures, some of like the really great successes. Good at success. Um, stuff like that. We want to hear all of, um, I really should have, what I should have just found that audio bite and played it instead of trying to do it myself. Who knows? (laughs) Sometimes the joy comes from people failing to imitate something they know about. That's true. Um, but anyway, so tell us some of the renditions you come up with because I personally, A, want to know and B, want to try. Um, mostly just because I love games, but because beer also has a special place in my heart sometimes. Um, anyway, that brings us to our final category of drinking games that I've come up with here. And um, I call this social games. Let me expl- right. let yeah, me explain. I'm, I'm gonna need some some explanation for that. This is a lot. Of, this is very much kind of like social deduction esque, and the callback we love it. Um, for example, um, there is a game called the, I I don't know what the name of it is, but I'm calling it the Imposter, where everyone does a shot the same color, and you have to figure out who had the actual alcohol. Some of it's like they're all juice or they're all water, and then one is like okay. straight alcohol, and you have to figure and everyone takes the shot. Most people are like fine because it's water or something not alcoholic. Yeah. And one person got like a pretty strong shot and has to avoid making a face or doing. Well, I would thing. be terrible with that because every time I have like something even remotely hard, I definitely make a, a pretty recognizable face off of that. So maybe not the game for you. Yeah, probably not. But it's one of those where you're trying to like, you're you're. It's a social game because a you're playing with a group of friends and oh, yeah. like and it's not like a tabletop any kind of game. It's like you're standing up talking. Or because it's a game that involves, like, social interaction. Yeah. Um, a good example of one of those that involves social interaction is uh, Paranoia. And this is a game that, I, when I was doing my research, I found a game I totally played in high school. I didn't drink, obviously, in high school. But um, I guess not obvious. I didn't drink in high school, personally. But um, a game that I loved in high school. It was so much fun. Um, and this is, I guess, kind of like a rendition of a classic if you consider playing it without alcohol. But anyway, um, this is a game where... Someone whispers to the next person in the circle. You sit in a circle, you talk, and you ask them a question. The answer to that question has to be someone else in the circle. Oh, no. I, I've played the, the non-alcoholic version yep. of this before. Yep. I don't think I've ever played this with alcohol, but um, it's, I'm sure it's even more fun that way because, and obviously we don't want anyone's inhibitions to be like lowered a whole lot, but that definitely adds to like the comedy of the game because A, you're going to come up with less standard questions and b yeah. you're going to come up with even better answers oh yeah um but yeah so someone asks asks a question in private that person then responds 
with a name of someone in the circle. Out loud so that everyone yep. can hear the, the person's name. And then you flip a coin. And if it's heads or tails, you can decide whatever. Say it's heads, you tell the question. Tails, you don't. And if it's really fun because either the person's embarrassed or the other person who heard their name is like, oh, now I want to know. <laughs> and you just play in the circle. And this one is more of those... You're socially drinking in that game. You're not drinking as a set of rules. You're drinking because it's fun. Maybe there's some other rules that like, require I mean, you to it drink. It could be like every time your name gets mentioned, you take a drink. I mean, which could be abused, but, you know, just yeah. you know, be honorable or you whatever. Be absolutely targeted. Um, but, yeah, that's another good example. Some other ones that um, the next four, I'm just going to talk about them quickly because we've been talking for a while now, um, which I love because this is a great topic. But um, some other ones that I, I did some research on I found. Um, we'll just kind of briefly mention them. One of them is called Drink Murder. It's a pun on another game called Wink Murderer. Some people will call it Froggy Murderer or something like, or, or Rivet. Oh, is that where you're like sitting in a circle and you stick out your tongue at somebody? Yes. Yep. So that one is where it's one of those, it's kind of like a social deduction game a little bit where someone is in the middle trying to watch people and figure out who's the murderer. And when their back is turned, someone will look at someone, the murderer will look at someone, stick their tongue out at them. And that person will have to come up with like a, dramatic death and then they're out of the game until the next game um a lot of people have played it that way when i was growing up i learned it as wink murderer so the same thing except wink except you wink and i obviously know not everyone can wink i personally am very good at winking but you're very good with the one eye oh okay okay i like it mark's not gonna wink it. oh no yeah he's awful. <laughs> he's awful he mark also does this thing where he tries to like raise the one eyebrow and he's <laughs> so bad at it and he and he's like Nobody told me, so I, this entire time I've been just looking like an idiot. <laughs> this is like what it actually looks like when he tries. Like his eyes. For, for uh, since we don't have a visual component, it's basically yeah. just raising both eyebrows. Raising both eyebrows and squinting. Yeah. It's so much funnier. I've seen him do that so many times, and I never knew that's what he was trying to do. So it's so much funnier now that I know it was that what he was actually trying to do. Oh, anyway, less about Mark, more about drinking games. Uh, a classic that I'm sure everyone's played some version of, but a game I just never really think about. I call it Straight Face. Um, Wait, also, to go back, you didn't actually explain how drinking got put into Froggy Murder. Oh, I guess I didn't. Um, I have the link here. Let me let me read up for you. Um, a twist on an old classic. Um, everyone knows the standard rules, but let's recap. In each round, you know, we already talked about that. Um, when you're winked at, you have to feign a sudden death, except in this version, you sip your drink. Okay. Oh, that's actually interesting because then you can continue to play the game. Yeah. And then maybe if you like take a sip quick enough, the person still might not even know you got winked or yeah. tongue at. Okay. That that's actually I thought it was like gonna be different where the like the murderer person had to like drink and look at somebody to make them drink or something. Oh, maybe like yeah, you like make eye contact, take a sip quick. That's a good that that would be much more of a challenge, which yeah. I think would make it even more fun. All right, I'm gonna remember that. Um, see, this is another thing I'm learning too, and I'm the expert. I love it. Um, well, quote unquote expert, but between um, the two of us, you certainly are. sure. Maybe between me and some of the audience too. I hope, but um, anyway, we're all learning. That's why we love this stuff. Um, really quick, uh, another one that seemed really fun was Wizard Staff. Um, basically, you drink beer and you build like a, a sword out of it, and I, there's like a point to it. I'm gonna see if I can find it quick. We'll have some time. We don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, yeah, so you basically drink beer and once you finish one you kind of build a staff and then whoever has like the biggest one obviously drank the most and therefore wins yeah um they automatically become the white wizard and anyone else who reaches what oh if anyone gets to 10 cans so if anyone drinks 10 beers 
they automatically win. Okay. To limit a little bit, and not a very big limit. Ten beers is still a lot of alcohol, but um, and then it uh, looks like um, anybody else who gets to that point, or if you want to end the game there, you can duel with them, and if they break or whatever, you can have your own manipulation on how that will work. But you duel with your staff, and you whoever wins that actually wins the game. Yeah. Um, but that seems like a very creative and inventive game. Oh yeah. I mean, you would definitely, like, I don't exactly know how well beer bottles, like, fit together, but, you know, like, that sounds like it would be helped with duct tape or something like that. Probably want to do cans just in case, too, because glass. Oh, yeah, glass. <laughs> you don't want to be swinging glass at people. That That's just a patented bad idea. That's, like, exactly the type of, that has the same type of energy of, like, drunk people who love to fight when they're drunk. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's I've never like, been that it's like, way. why do people get happy when they're drunk? It's just you're letting out what's inside. So, you know, when you let out the fight energy... It's just like what you want to do all the time. I guess. I've seen some fights and they don't, they're not pretty. I've never gotten in a drunk fight ever, I don't think. But um, another one that is like just also really inventive and it's super simple. It's straight face. I don't know if that's what that's actually called. That's what I'm calling it. Um, I believe it's, excuse me, it's just make your friends laugh. Yeah, so like a try not to laugh type thing or if you do yeah. laugh, yeah. Like I think there's more specific rules where like you'll t bring up a topic and you like sit face to face. And you will, like, say something at a person to see if they laugh. And if they don't laugh, they take a turn and continue until, like, a tournament-style-based kind of thing. Um, another one of those where you're just kind of socially drinking that inhibits your laugh reflex or whatever. Um, and then the last one is called Fingers. I'm going to pull up the link because I don't even remember this one, to be honest with you. Um, we're just going to do this. Fingers. The name isn't so cute. You don't say. Um, it's an easy game that gets you drunk, but there's a, there's a bit of a twist. Uh, you snag a red solo cup. Oh, okay. You you get a red solo cup, and everyone has like th their favorite drink, and they it looks like they all combine their drink or like different things into the solo cup, because um, now it gets really potent. And then each player puts a finger on that cup. Each turn, all players will choose to take a finger off or leave a finger on the rim of the cup, while one person guesses how many fingers are still on the cup. So one person will step away. And the rest of them will put their cup, their finger on the cup, um, and then they will, more than the last, the, net, the person staying away will have to guess how many there are. And here's the twist. You don't want to guess it correct. You want to guess exactly wrong. Because if you guess it correctly, you have to drink what's in the cup. Oy. I don't like that it's called Fingers. I think there's a much better appropriately named name for that game. But it's kind of a funny little twist because, like, everyone playing might know that person. And, like, I know exactly what number he's going to guess, and they will do that. Yeah, they'll, they'll have to try to trick them into actually guessing. Like seven or something, you know. Everyone says seven. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of just... Um, those are like the, the, the categories and some of the examples of games that I've thought of. If you guys think of any more categories that I didn't really cover or maybe subcategories or anything that you can add to the categories, please uh, let me know because I love this stuff and I'm sure you guys do too. Um, and then just kind of like, you know, the best thing about drinking games is... You do it with your friends. You're, yeah. It's a social thing. Yeah. And when you're really close with people, you know you're in a safe space. And you have more fun because you all laugh together. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, do you have any questions for me about anything that you heard or anything you think that you want to bring up to things I mean, that maybe I didn't mention? In terms mention? of questions, all I'll ask you to do is make sure that you post the link to the articles that you were actually consulting yeah. um, into the so that like our readers can... You know, if they want uh, to reference it more easily, can reference it whenever they need to. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. There's two article, two main articles I looked at that 
had some of these really cool games I never heard of. Obviously, a lot of them have pretty common ones like beer pong and whatnot, but read through them all. Sometimes they have extra rules that you may have never heard of as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of to close out here, uh, great ways to do these kinds of things at home. Obviously, alcohol isn't cheap, but you can play any of these games with like juice yeah. or like water. Um, just for fun, and that way you can play for not twenty one. You know. I mean, yeah, like because most of these games, you know, they're still games, which you know, like you can do other things aside from drinking as like the punishment or the reward or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily alcohol involved. Yeah, and sometimes they're even more fun with al- alcohol because it gives you a, like more of a creative way to like invent the game a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. I mean, a lot of car, a lot of these games involve just a deck of cards, so just. Or even that board game idea, the creating your own board game. Just use things you have around the house. You don't have to go shopping for anything. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. If you guys have any like, really great stories, um, any homebrews, any games, hot brew, hot. Uh, any things that you guys have come up with or anything you've rendered, like any classics, like any special fun rules that maybe you haven't heard anywhere else or maybe that you just love so much you're just dying to share, please comment. Shoot us an email. Let us know because we love games and the more that's we get, why we're here. that's why we're here. The more we get to know, the more we can show you guys and the more you guys know from us, obviously the better. Um, Anthony, anything else you want to want to say, my friend? No, that's a, that's about it for me for this week. Yeah. You know, I think you did a good job explaining like everything to our, our audience, especially me who doesn't know a whole lot. You know, I know a, a few, few bits and bobs, but right. you got a lot more that I can you know theoretically try out when i'm actually able to go back to parties again yeah and that's another thing we should mention i guess just real quick stay safe i know i've said that a lot but even with the pandemic you know delta virus all that stuff make sure you're in a safe environment that you know is clean and healthy um to play to play your games and whatnot um but yeah you know i will say it one more time please stay safe alcohol is not to be screwed with it is to enjoy and we want to make sure you guys are staying safe we want to we don't want any obviously be any reason that anybody is doing things that they wouldn't do sober or that they wouldn't do in general. So uh, take care of yourselves. We're going to do our best to take care of yourselves. And one way we'll do that is by bringing you yet another episode next week. Um, So thanks a bunch, guys. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be my turn again next week. I don't know what I'm going to be doing for my half, but I'll be sure to come up with it in time. And I'm looking forward to it. All right, until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. See you.